What is up again, guys? It's your wonderful host, Giselle Mirasol, with another episode of the Cross Yas podcast. We've made it through the first month of 2019. How time flies, right? Sheesh, so fast. It's so close to February. I mean, it basically is. So another month closer to Christmas and another month closer to 2020. I just got back from Sundance in Utah and oh my God, everyone. My best friend's movie, wow, what an amazing job he did. I even got to go to the green room and meet some of the cast. I even met David Arquette. Everyone else was so nice. I recommend his movie, guys, when it comes out. It's called Mope. Uh, However it comes out, whoever buys it, you guys will freaking enjoy it, I promise. It's a tragic story about brotherhood and porn. It's amazing. I know it sounds weird, but it's actually pretty damn good. So I'm trying something new this week on this podcast. I wanted to start these special type of episodes in this podcast where I offer some of my personal tips for cross-dressers. No, not that kind of tip. Jeez, get your minds out of the gutter. You see, I have somewhat of a large following from cross-dressers. Well, maybe not really a large following. Hopefully one day, maybe these tip episodes will help bring me more of those cross-dressing followers. We shall see. Well, my goal with these tip episodes and the podcast really as a whole is to let my listeners into the crossdresser's mind and offer helpful advice from my experience as a crossdresser. See, these episodes will be sort of sporadic with regards to no specific order, and I don't know when the next tip episode will be, but I promise they will be insightful and assist crossdressers, or anyone really, to make them better versions of themselves. I'll start with this episode and talk about one of my favorite pastimes as a crossdresser shopping. Who doesn't like shopping? Rich people do it, poor people do it, and shopping can turn you from being rich to poor in no time. So as you know, shopping can be very problematic because people just don't know when to stop. Crossdressers can fall victim to this too. Because when you crossdress and when you want to be feminine, you can overdo it at times because you're just wanting to do all you can. So you buy stuff to compensate for whatever you think it means to become feminine. Or Maybe you like to do shopping as a form of escapism to escape everyday life. If you like to do any form of shopping or need help shopping, you'll love this episode. Now, these tip episodes aren't only inclusive to cross-dressers. Some of these tips can be used by all people. At the very least, I hope these tip episodes will educate you guys, because I'm still learning to dress better in general and I don't know everything, but I can at least let you all into the process I take in shopping as a cross-dresser. And boy, it really is a process. So remember, I don't know everything there is about cross-dressing, but I'll do my best to give you some knowledge about the subject. In this episode, I'll talk about how to start becoming a savvy shopper, cross-dresser or not. I'll talk about my experiences as a guy shopping for Giselle, like when I shop for dresses, and even I'll touch on the subject of makeup, shoes, and bras. I'll also talk about where I like to shop. I'll discuss the stress and barriers in buying clothes that aren't meant for men. And finally, I'll discuss how to try and budget your money so you don't break the bank when you shop. Here's the first of many tip episodes, so let's talk shop. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know how I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free, and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So 
Go ahead and go to it. It's great. So I want to start an episode like this where I offer tips for crossdressers and how I learn to crossdress better. Shopping encompasses a lot of different components, so I'll try my best to fit into one episode what kind of tips I can offer when shopping as a crossdresser. You see, shopping is such a broad subject, so I'll try to speak about the experience of shopping in a general sense. I mean, I'll mention some specifics with regards to shopping, but with this episode, let's just focus on how I shop as a crossdresser and some methods you guys can utilize to become smarter shoppers. Shopping for crossdressers in modern times usually begins as a private endeavor. That's why, for those who want to keep their shopping habits a secret, the internet is their best friend. The internet is where the majority of people and crossdressers do their shopping today, or at the very least, window shopping. It's really easy, too. I mean, you want to see what's available? Well, find a computer, go on your phone, and that thing you've always wanted? Well, it's available for purchase, and it's only a click or double tap on your app away from arriving on your doorstep. The brick and mortar stores still exist, and for most people, that's enough. So you can go into the store to try things out and see if they're to your liking. But really, that's all what they're used for now, it seems. I mean, the internet lets you shop in your underwear, whereas physical stores make you put on pants. No thanks. The choice is clear. Let's shop online. Internet, baby! For crossdressers, physical stores are fun, but at times, problematic for trying things like clothes on. In certain stores and certain areas of the world, it depends on the acceptance of crossdressers in your area. If you're trying to buy clothes, for example, usually the big name stores will take your money no matter who you are, so most salespeople will help you find whatever you're looking for. But a crossdresser who still isn't comfortable in their own skin may be apprehensive to approach a salesperson about what they're looking for. I live in California and I haven't had a problem buying women's clothes as a crossdresser. Although one time, maybe six or seven years ago, geez, is that long? Man, time does fly. Well, I had one of the most irritating shopping experiences ever in person with my good friend, Ellie. Ellie, if you remember, was the first female friend I cross-dressed with and accepted my cross-dressing. There needs to be more Ellie's in the world. Hi again, Ellie. At this particular store, which will not be named because, well, they don't exist anymore. Ha! Suck it, G-Stage. Well, I found a couple of cute dresses on sale. However, like for most female clothes, I didn't know how they'd fit me. They looked slightly large, but I didn't know for sure, so I wanted to try them on. Now, I've tried on dresses before in the fitting rooms at many of the major stores and have not had any issues, so I figured this would be the same at this store. I was wrong. My shopping ordeal began like this. I approached a young sales lady who was folding clothes near the fitting rooms. I had the dresses in hand that I wanted to try on, so I asked the sales lady in a very calm manner, I'd like to try on these dresses. She displayed a puzzled look. I looked back at her and gave her the eyes wide open, eyebrow raised. Well, what's it going to be? Look. I bet good money she had never had a man ask her this question before in the store. So she said she wasn't quite sure, but men aren't allowed to try on clothes in the fitting room. I said, that doesn't make sense, because I've been to other locations with this store's same name, and they were fine with me using the fitting room. So she did what any smart sales lady would do. She went to get the manager. So the manager is called over. The manager is an older woman, probably in her 50s, who looked busy and seemed like she didn't like being bothered. So the manager asked me, in what I perceived as an annoyed tone, so what seems to be the problem? So I again calmly tell her my situation and ask her, I'd like to try on these two dresses, 
may I use your fitting room? She appeared bewildered. She answered straight-faced. We don't do that here. It's our policy. Odd. Never heard of a policy from a company that discourages trying on clothes. For a man or a woman. So at this point, I get a little upset because I know she's lying. Because again, I've tried on clothes at other locations and have not had this issue. So I asked again. So I can't try on your dresses? I then looked around the store. They mostly sell women's clothes and it really wasn't busy at all. Like, not at all. I think Ellie and I were the only ones in the store. I mean, there were so many vacant fitting rooms, I expected a tumbleweed to just roll by in the background. I really figured she'd give me one of these rooms, but nope, I was wrong. The manager was adamant about me not coming anywhere close to the fitting rooms. Only women allowed, no men, sorry. Our policy says we don't allow men in the fitting rooms. My friend Ellie and I looked at each other confused, like, is this really happening? I had never had an issue like this at their other stores, so I calmly tried to explain the situation one last time in a last-ditch effort. How I cross-dress, I just wanted to see if the dress fit, etc. I also asked her to clarify the policy further and pleaded with her a bit more, because I mean they were really cute dresses and they were awfully cheap. So I asked the manager one last question, but what if I wanted to buy the clothes and I'm not a woman? She looked stumped as if the thought of a man wanting to try, let alone buy, women's clothes was a foreign concept to her. Which, if true, seems counterintuitive if you think about it. If you're a store that sells clothes, wouldn't your goal to be sell clothes to whomever is willing to buy them? Say I'm a customer at your store, and your store sells clothes. If you sell clothes and you want to maximize profits, why would you turn me away or give me a reason to turn away and not buy your clothes? At this point, she seemed annoyed that I was pestering her so much. Sorry, she said to me as she walked away, leaving me and Ellie with the other sales lady who seemed satisfied with the manager's response. I could have put up a bigger fight, but then Ellie and I were over it. So we left, but not after I still purchased the dress. Yeah, yeah, I should have left to prove my anger at their stupid policy that men can't try on clothes, but they were two $10 dresses. I'm not gonna pass up that kind of value. I'm strong-willed, but I'm not stupid. Shut up, you know you do the same. I emailed the company the next day about my little ordeal and they emailed a response that was a little less than helpful. They stated that whatever policy that the sales lady and the manager kept referencing to did not exist. Imagine that. You mean a company doesn't have a policy that encourages discrimination? You don't say. The company also apologized for the sales lady and the manager's behavior and said men are allowed to try on clothes in their fitting rooms, but that it is restricted. First of all, the fuck? Restricted? What does that even mean? Restricted to what? They probably meant restricted to the manager's discretion, which is fine, but maybe post that up somewhere? Nowhere did it say it was up to the manager on whether someone could try on clothes in the fitting room. There was a sign that said a limit of six pieces of clothing can be tried on at a time, but not that men are restricted to try on clothes. The emailed response also tried to excuse the manager and the sales lady's behavior as them being employees who may not have been familiar with the company's restricted use of males using the fitting room. Fine. But if you want to make that restriction more clear, again, maybe post that on a sign somewhere. If you're going to discriminate against certain people shopping at your store, at least post it publicly so they're clearly visible to everyone. Look, I get it. 
both the sales lady and the manager were uncomfortable having a guy ask them a question they may not have been used to answering before. But I wish they didn't have to lie behind a policy. Just be honest. If you don't want my fat ass stretching out your cheap ass $10 dresses, that's fine. Just tell me. I won't get mad. I'll be more upset that you feel the need to conjure up a fake ass policy so I don't try them on. Fortunately, that place is no longer in business today, although another store has taken its place. This store also sells women's clothing, and it doesn't look any different than what it used to be called G-Stage. And I guess I can go back and try again and see if they upheld that kind of restriction to males not using their fitting rooms. Seems stupid, but hey, I can take my business elsewhere. It's just odd that it happened in California, which is supposedly supposed to be accepting of everyone. Just goes to show, you never know. What could I have done better? Well, I guess I could have just not put up a fight and left immediately. I should have just left not buying the dress. I mean, I bought it anyways because, well, it was $10. And the dresses were actually well made. So for you cross-dressers out there, realize that you may not be able to try on clothes in certain fitting rooms. But if you see a deal, you better take it. Even if you're a cross-dresser who isn't dressed, you're going to be given odd looks in public. You pretty much just have to get over that fact if you want to go public as a cross-dresser, because people like to pay attention to things that are different from the norm. That's Sociology 101. So men who shop for women's clothing in public, plus those willing to try them on in public fitting rooms, well yeah, that's different than the norm. But don't fret though, because the cross-dresser has an arsenal of excuses they use to excuse their cross-dressing. There's always that first excuse cross-dressers try when shopping. All cross-dressers know that excuse. It always starts with, hi, I'm buying clothes for my wife, or I'm buying something for my girlfriend. Don't act like you haven't used it. And then, as we cross-dressers always add, yeah, we wear the same size. Oh, really? Y'all are the same size? Your girlfriend wears a size 13 shoe? Sure, buddy, you're not fooling anybody. Oh, and sorry, if your girlfriend wears a size 13 shoe, more power to her. It's just really hard to believe that your girlfriend wears a size 13 shoe when the salesperson can look at your feet and be like, wow, you two as a couple both have very big feet. In my opinion, you don't need an excuse to shop for women's clothes. Like, if you're a cross-dresser, go out and shop. Buy what you like. Experiment and enjoy the things that make you happy and whatever makes you happy and what you buy, buy it. Unless you steal, don't do that. But if you can just be upfront at wherever you're shopping and just tell the salesperson, hey, I'm looking for this particular article of clothing. I'm usually this size and I'm looking to spend this much. Well, that's optimal. In my experience, just telling the salespeople the exact measurements and being honest that, hey, I'm shopping for myself, I found exactly what I was looking for. In public, at least in the United States, I find that anywhere is a safe place to shop. Except G-Stage, because apparently it's restricted for men to try on clothes there. Whatever, they're gone now. Most retailers just want your money. So, if you like a store, and you like stuff they sell there, buy stuff there. And buy whatever you feel comfortable purchasing. Like I said, I live in California and I've had some bad experiences, like I mentioned earlier, with G-Stage. But 
brick and mortar stores like Forever 21, H&M, Ross, Marshalls, and Express are some of the places I can find cheap dresses, outfits, and accessories for when I cross-dress. But the internet has far better variety and offer just as good return policies as the physical stores. Even Forever 21 and H&M offer returns that you've made online to their physical stores. Places I also like to shop online include ASOS, Fashion Nova, Pretty Little Thing, Forever 21, H&M, and Amazon. Some people are dissuaded to shop online because you don't get to try on the clothes. But most of these sites have great return policies and some offer return labels in a box, so if you don't like it, you can return it at no extra charge. Even Amazon now offers, with their Prime membership, a service called Prime Wardrobe, where you can select three to eight items of clothing and keep them for seven days. If you're not satisfied with any of the clothes, you can return them with the box and a free return shipping label. Not all online retailers offer free returns. Some require you to pay for return fees, which still might be worth it because there's lots of deals online and even with those extra cost and return fees, it still might be worth it. Just sign up for some of their newsletters to keep up with sales. If you haven't already befriended someone in regards to your cross-dressing, you should. Not just because the support system is helpful, but because they can help you make good shopping choices. Befriending female friends, like my good friend Ellie, or if you have an understanding girlfriend, not like Jennifer, the girlfriend from hell, who actually supports your cross-dressing, they may even give you tips on what looks best on you. So asking a friend for help, especially those with some fashion sense, can help you create a well-stocked fashion wardrobe that best fits your style. It's scary going out by yourself first finding clothes, so ask a friend if they can accompany you to help you overcome that initial fear. But please make sure you can afford it. Buying a wardrobe can be real dangerous to those who do not pay attention to their bottom line. Some people tremble when they hear the word budget. Budgeting can be kind of fun, and it definitely shouldn't be scary. It's probably scary because being on a budget limits a person's choices and no one wants to put a limit on fun. Because if you're like me, spending just seems to be so easy, but earning money is so hard. So how do I budget? I don't, <laughs> just kidding. Budgets start with knowing how much you earn. Once you know that, then you can start spending. So I like the 50-30-20 rule. The 50-30-20 rule goes something like this. 50, 30, and 20 are percentages that add up to 100%. That 100% is how much you earn. So you split that 100 into three different categories. The 50 is obviously the biggest chunk, and that 50% of your earnings goes towards necessary stuff. We're talking bills, bills, bills. Phone, house, water, electricity, and food. The basics. Now, you can argue what's necessary, but be reasonable. None of this caviar escargot everyday nonsense. Hell, even eating out every day is a bit extreme, I think. I remember reading a statistic that the majority of people, everyday's expenses actually goes towards food and rent or mortgage. Do your own calculations. I think that's still true. It is for me, because I love food. Now let's talk about the 20% in the 50, 30, 20 rule. 
the 20% should go towards your savings and retirement. So you should allocate the 20% between your savings and retirement however you want, but it should be automatic. So set an automatic deduction from your paycheck to go towards your retirement and savings so you don't have to do it every week or whenever you get your paycheck. Now that 20% can be split in different ways. You can do 10% towards your retirement and 10% towards your savings, or 15% towards your retirement and 5% towards your savings, whatever. But I'd say the minimum for savings in this method should always be 5%. And that final 30% should be spent on whatever you enjoy. Entertainment, travel, that new phone you've wanted, the extra sofa you've been looking at, the new shoes and dress that look cute online. So 50, 30, 20. I've used this for a real long time and it's worked for me. Maybe you guys can try it out. So here's another trick if you don't want to overspend your money. Use cash. Like there's a tendency to overspend with your credit cards, so use cash. Credit cards give you that illusion that you have money that you actually don't really have. So using cash forces you to see in real time the true cost of something. So yeah, I know you want to earn points on your credit card or maybe you don't even have the cash right now, but really then, can you actually afford the thing you want to buy? These are things to think about when you go shopping with your credit card. People often ask if I like to shop dressed as Giselle. Well, actually, being cross-dressed in public is already a time-consuming task, so to tack on shopping with it can be quite exhausting. I have done it on occasion, but I really prefer shopping for Giselle in guy mode. I mean, when I want to be Giselle, it's already a lot of work. Putting on makeup and dressing up, I mean, it's fun, but it's so tiring. Some people love doing it, like those transgender people who dress on a regular basis as a woman because... They identify and like to present themselves as such, which is great. But for me, if I'm going to cross-dress, it's usually for special occasions and shopping to me is mostly a chore. So how do I start my shopping process? Well, you have to go shopping with the mindset and knowing what you're actually looking for. Otherwise, you overspend. Our goal is trying to avoid this. You can't do the I only came to buy eggs, but ended up with all this stuff mentality, or you'll end up spending way too much. So for cross-dressing, it helps knowing what kind of style you're into and what kind of look you're going for. Also, what occasion do you need to shop for? Cross-dressers vary in many shapes and forms, and many of us cross-dress for many reasons. Maybe you're wanting to present as more feminine, so you buy shapewear. Now, what is shapewear exactly? I'll talk about shapewear more in next week's episode about femininity and passing, but shapewear basically gives your body shape. If you didn't know already, women have curves, like slender waists, birthing hips, boobs, and a butt. Well, not all women have shapely butts, but the illusion of having a shape is sometimes central to being a woman, to some crossdressers. Some crossdressers also have different styles that they're into. What does that mean? Well, for example, some people are into gothic looks, so they'll buy gothic style clothing. Usually like black attire, black nail polish, etc. Other cross-dressers are into Lolita looks, so 
they'll buy Lolita-inspired dresses. For me, it boils down to, what do I like to wear? I'm a dress and romper kind of gal. Really, I'm just lazy. I like dresses because you just have to put one thing on and voila, fashion. <laughs> but really, like, pants and shirts, they're fine. But women have so many options, there's that, like, paradox of too many choices and then no choices made. I like to dress for comfort. Dresses to me are comfortable. I love how flowy they are and how I can just breathe down there if you catch my drift. Haha, <laughs> drift. But what I like to wear, you may not. So before you shop, figure out that first. Then you can move on to things like figuring out what size you are. Just by looking at men, they are generally built bigger than women. Men typically have broader shoulders, they're taller, and they have more prominent muscles like biceps. There's other factors you should consider like diet, hormones, and genetics when it comes to why this is true. So if we're talking strictly clothes, well, clothes meant for women aren't usually designed for a male's body. Also, and many women know this, sizing of clothing for women isn't universal. For example, a size small for, let's say, a blouse sold at Forever 21 may fit you, but if you get another small size blouse from, like, Kohl's, well, that may be too big. So finding clothes for cross-dressers with clothes that are meant for women can be quite the challenge. But like I said earlier, for each cross-dresser, they have different goals for what they want to buy. For the everyday cross-dresser who just likes to buy clothes to feel girly and Put things underneath their guy clothes. They just buy anything that fits and is cheap. That's me. But some crossdressers just like to wear panties or pantyhose and that's it. Which is great because that's like a one size fits most sort of thing. But for other female clothing, not all clothes are made for one size. So this makes it important to recognize your body type and your body shape. Like some guys have more chest fat. Remember the man boobs? Well, if you know you got them, rock them. For someone like myself, I don't have much man boobs, so I have to buy one of those new bra things to bring my chest closer together. And then I have to wear a bra over that to create the illusion of boobs. But if you already have man boobs, all you need to do is buy a bra. But how do I buy a bra? So what goes into bra shopping? Well, lots actually. See, my issue is, although I got nipples, I really ain't got no boobs. Phooey. Here's a conversation starter. Why do men have nipples? They serve no functional use for men. Well, maybe except for flicking every now and then, and getting erect when you want to know if the temperature in the room is too cold. But what's the real answer? Well, everyone starts as female, but it's not until later in utero that our genitalia become more apparent, so either the penis or the vagina show. So first, sizing of bras. Bras, at least in US sizings, starts with usually a number, and then followed by a letter. The number indicates the size of the chest band, which if you used a measuring tape, you would measure for a woman underneath the nipples and around the chest. This is the chest circumference. The letter following the number in the sizing signifies the cup of the breast, or the volume of the breast. Oprah is famous for saying that 8 out of 10 women wear the wrong size bra. 
So this may suggest even more difficulty for a crossdresser to find the right size bra. So my advice for crossdressers, try the bra on. Measure your chest circumference first by grabbing a cloth measuring tape. Wrap that underneath your chest below your nipples and jot that number down. And then find an appropriate cup size. With regards to your cup size, if your goal is to pass, maybe find something that looks natural on your body. Like if you have a thinner frame, you wouldn't wear a triple D cup size because it just doesn't look right. Unless you're going for that extreme look when you cross-dress, which again, if that's your reason to cross-dress, then by all means, do it. So like I said, I use a new bra, which can be purchased for cheap. A new bra, for those who don't know what it is, it's basically a strapless, backless bra that is meant for women who really don't like wearing a bra. As a crossdresser, I use the new bra to bring my boobs together from the middle to create the illusion of boobs. To further help give the idea that I have boobs, I add a push-up bra. I think my current size is a 34B and I've tried other sizes and cups, but that size and cup seemed to work best for me. I have heard some crossdressers wear a bra and stuff them with tissues and socks. Some have used water balloons to give them the better feel of boobs, but you know what? I'm good with a new bra. I want to avoid having one of my boobs pop and spill water all over me. There exist shops online that cater solely to crossdressers. These stores sell all sorts of goods to make a crossdresser happy because everything you ever thought you'd need to be a crossdresser can be sold on these sites. On these sites, they offer different types of things that make a crossdresser appear more feminine. So things like shapewear can be purchased for a price. They also have like butt pads, breast forms, and wigs. What about makeup? Where's the best place to shop for that? Again, if you're not trying to break the bank and you're just starting off, try a drugstore. Sephora, Mac, or even Macy's and Nordstrom's carry your favorite makeup brands, but look to pay a premium when you shop there. In my experience, makeup is makeup, but you gotta test out what works best for your skin. The last thing you want to do is buy makeup that's so expensive, but you find out you have an allergy to it. I'll have to do a makeup episode because makeup encompasses so much, but to leave it short, just go to your local drugstore and buy some makeup and try it on. Once you find the makeup that you're comfortable with then the price that you're comfortable with, stick with it. Shoes. Oh my god, shoes. So much to talk about with shoes. Remember that? YouTube video from many moons ago, oh my god, shoes, about that girl who was into shoes. I think she was a crossdresser, but really loved shoes. And yeah, well, crossdressers love shoes. I am no different. Not to the point of a fetish, but I do love them. But since shoes are a huge point for most crossdressers, I guess I should talk about them. Men usually do have bigger feet than women, so how does a man shop for women's shoes? Well, simple trying them on. Men's sizing to women's sizing is about 1.5 size difference, at least in the US. So for example, a men's size 10 is usually a women's size 11 and a half. This is sort of true, but you're better off trying out the shoe in question. My shoe size is a size 10 in men's, but in my experience, size 11W fits me best. Although I think one foot is like a size 11W and the other foot is like a size 11. But I figured this out 
by trying lots of shoes. Also, notice that your feet swell, so take that into consideration when buying shoes. Here's a tip I like to say if, if you're a crossdresser with bigger feet. I usually go to women's clearance sections at most stores, which usually have shoes for those with bigger feet, because I guess women's shoe sizes greater than 11 don't get sold as frequently as those under size 11. So often you'll find these shoes on sale. So sometimes I'll go to stores like Ross or Marshalls and find name brand shoes like Guess or Nine West on sale and I'll purchase those. I'm all about comfort. Therefore, you'll usually find me purchasing shoes that are comfortable. I'll almost exclusively buy flats and tennis shoes, but if I find some cute heels, girl, you best believe I'm getting me a pair of those. Boots are cute too, but I really wear tennis shoes the most. The problem with the shoes is not just the discomfort, especially with the heels, but it's that I tend to overspend with shoes. That's why it's important to maintain a budget and stick to it. So how much should you realistically spend when you shop as a crossdresser? In my opinion, when you start, just buy the cheapest stuff. Crossdressing started off as a hobby for me, so like many hobbies, if you want to try something, start off cheap. No need to break the bank when you first start off. For clothes and shoes, look at your local consignment shops, such as Goodwill or Salvation Army. You can find really cheap clothes there, but don't expect much in terms of fashion. In my experience, they have usually heavily used clothing or clothes that are out of the current style. Over time, you will find what you're willing to splurge on when you're a crossdresser. If you're really into makeup and you find that your brushes aren't cutting it, pay more for those brushes that do suit your needs. If you want to find a better wig, go ahead and buy that more expensive wig, but find what aspect in the crossdressing you're into and purchase those things. If you didn't know already, I'm sort of a lazy crossdresser. I'll just wear a dress and bra and bam, I'm done. I love that initial thrill that you get when you first shop, but after that initial enjoyment, shopping gets really tedious to me and I get bored. I probably have some level of ADD or ADHD, but I can only stare at so many black dresses for so long. So I like to go to places where I can buy all sorts of stuff in one place. Places like Target come to mind. I love Target. Here in the United States, Target has all you need. I mean, where else can you find a cute, cheap dress, makeup, and even groceries all in one store? But what is cheap? Man, y'all ask so many questions. Whatever you can afford, that's what cheap is. Remember from the 50-30-20 rule? Well, set a strict amount from that 30% that you're okay with affording and stick to that. The hardest thing is discipline because Yes, as cross-dressers, we must have everything. But you need to set realistic expectations on what you want as a cross-dresser. Your wallet will thank you for it. And that's it for this week, guys. I touched a little on shopping as a cross-dresser, offered some of my tips that maybe you guys want to use. We also even talked about budgeting. I hope to add more tip episodes in the future as I think this is helpful for those confused cross-dressers out there. One. Well, Maybe you're not a crossdresser, and maybe even learn a little something. If so, that's great. I'll be back next week with an episode on femininity and passing. You guys will want to listen to that because I think femininity and passing is the real essence on what it means to be a crossdresser. I want to thank Chrissy out there who's helping me with sound and editing. Thanks, Chrissy. 
Um, the Cross Yas podcast is still on social media. It's got a Facebook page, and we're on Instagram at Cross Yas Podcast. Follow, like, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. As always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything, but I'm here to offer my story. And I hope that in turn, you learn more about me, maybe learn more about yourself, and it teaches you a little more about the world of cross-dressing. <laughs>